Have you ever despaired of some sin that you just can't get the victory over? Well, one of my favorite quotes deals with how we can fight that sin. And it comes from a young Scottish pastor who died at the age of 30. His name was Robert Murray McShane. He pastored the church, uh, the Church of Scotland in Dundee. So we're gonna talk about his famous quote and how it's helped thousands of Christians when we apply it to our lives. Hi, I'm Bob Buchanan and this is Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. Robert Murray McShane pastored uh, St. Peter's Church in Dundee, Scotland from 1836 to 1843. He was a godly man and a very influential pastor and one of my heroes of the faith. He first caught my attention when I read that he believed that his congregation, what his congregation needed most from him was his personal holiness. Now, as a young pastor at the time, uh, that really challenged me about the nature of my character, my life, my work, everything. But, uh, McChain's biography was written by Andrew Bonner, uh, Bonner uh, from which probably his most comforting counsel came for saints grieving over their sins. McShane preached this, quote, learn much of the Lord Jesus. For every look at yourself, take 10 looks at Christ. He is altogether lovely such infinite majesty, and yet such meekness and grace, and all for sinners, even the chief. Live much in the smiles of God, bask in his beams, feel his all-seeing eye settled on you in love, and repose in his almighty arms." End quote. Now many Christians, myself included, have despaired over our sins in life. And, and when we have sinned, there's a reluctance to go to Christ, either due to the shame uh, or uh, we think it might not make such a difference. We'll, we'll just do that sin again tomorrow, we tell ourselves. And so we just feel helpless sometimes to make progress in holiness. We try and try to overcome that sin, uh, but uh, we're at a complete loss as to what is the solution. Well, McChain was sure that these excuses were just lies direct from hell, and he counseled uh, a brilliant insight into the practice of preaching the gospel to yourself and overwhelming that sin with the power of the grace of Christ. When we look at ourselves honestly, we discover that we all fall, fall short of the standard of God's holiness, and McChain put it this way, I am tempted to think that there are some sins for which I have no natural taste such as strong drink or profane language and so on, so that I need not fear temptation of such sins. This is a lie, he said, a proud, presumptuous lie. The seeds of all sin are in my heart and perhaps all the more dangerously that I don't see them. But looking too long at that sin may crush us under the weight. And so he said we should look and then immediately look to Christ for the power that we need. Now, I don't know particularly why McShane picked 10 looks at Christ, but my guess is that it has something to do with killing that sin in such a profound way that it might not get up off the mat again. Now, think of a boxing match between you and an opponent, say, gossip. Gossip keeps luring you into its powerful influence, and then gossip lands a roundhouse and an uppercut, and you're just flat on the mat. Well, you know gossip is a destructive sin. You've tried everything short of, of, of uh, uh, stapling your lips shut. So what do you do? McShane says, from the mat, take 10 looks at Christ. Now, how does that work? 
Now, I don't know what McShane might recommend as an application, but I can think of some things myself. What 10 gospel-centered truths can we apply to ourselves in our fight against sin? Well, first, look to Christ in repentance. This may be the umpteenth time that you've sinned by gossip. You may think God's mercy has dried up, and that's a dangerous place. If you convince yourself that your sins are of such a magnitude that there's absolutely no hope, despair is waiting in the wings. Sin needs mercy. Despair rejects mercy. It's like throwing Christ's blood into the street and then trampling on it. Remind yourself that God has a bottomless well of mercies. That's why he's called the Father of mercies. Remind yourself of the promise found in the Old Testament book of Joel, return to the Lord your God. Why? Because he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Now, repentance is just the start of applying the healing balm of the gospel to our own souls. So second, remind yourself that the blood of Christ remains as powerful and effective today as it was 2,000 years ago and as it was when you were first saved. In Hebrews, we read under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could, uh, uh, could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. Now third, and I think this is important, remind yourself that you are justified, a justified sinner who's been made right before God. This reality doesn't mean that your sin isn't sinful. Of course it is. What it means is that you are accepted by God, not because of your performance, but because of Christ's performance of obedience. With justification, there is no condemnation with God for those who are in Christ Jesus. And fourth, along with your justification comes the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's in Romans 5, uh, verse 1. Fifth, remind yourself that the root of your justification was the Spirit uniting you to Christ. We have been reconciled to God. That war with God is over. Our old nature has been crucified. And through this last episode of your sin, it is dying a little bit more, the daily death in your life. Sixth, the benefits of this union with Christ, they just keep piling up. Remind yourself that you belong to God by adoption into his family. Once in God's family, no one never gets kicked out. When you received Christ and you believed in his name, you were granted the power to be named the child of God. In fact, remind yourself of this stunning truth. God predestined you to adoption. Before you had the chance to do anything good or bad, God appointed you to become his child. And if that doesn't take your breath away, I don't know what else can. Seventh, the basis for any of these blessings is God's own love for you. His steadfast love for you. There's nothing in heaven or on earth or under the earth, nothing natural or supernatural in all of creation that will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And eighth, remind yourself that Christ is your righteousness. No Christian has a righteousness sufficient to stand before God confidently. Only Christ's righteousness counts. And God's Spirit is at work in you to cause you to grow up 
into the righteousness of Christ. For now, you stumble, you fail, but Jesus comes to you in your failure to forgive you, to dust off your dirty clothes and bid you to continue your journey with him. Now ninth, remind yourself that the throne of grace is always open to you, especially in the time of your need. And we're in need of grace all the time, aren't we? Jesus understands our weakness. He is sinless and great and mighty and holy and majestic and far above us in every conceivable way. And yet he is also very kind and he's very tender hearted. He understands us better than we understand ourselves. He's not at all put off by our weaknesses or our failings. He never was. He delights to come to our aid and comfort and forgive and restore and heal. And 10th, rejoice. Jesus revealed all of these things to us that our joy would be full. Asking him to forgive, to restore, to heal, that's what he delights in doing. And so remind yourself that when you have such a savior and you rejoice in him, and again, I say rejoice. That's the last thing that McShane said in his famous uh, quote, and it's the last thing I'll say. Let your soul be filled with heart-ravishing sense of the sweetness and excellency of Christ and all that's in him. Let the Holy Spirit fill every chamber of your heart. And so there will be no room for folly or the world or Satan or the flesh, just joy. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for joining me. And thanks for Steve, uh, to Steve Dion behind the camera as we work together to stamp out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You'll be of good cheer.